Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Donald Trump's immunity claim getting a frosty reception, some say, in court. A federal appeals court, three judges, skeptical, they seem, of arguments that he's making that he's immune to criminal charges in the election interference case against him because he was president at the time. That has gone from skepticism, Brian Kilmeade, uh, to a ruling. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That's how you get to be a part of the show. He is not immune from prosecution. This, according to the Federal Appeals Court, I have the ruling right in front of me. This cause came on to be heard on the record on appeal from the United States District Court for the District of Columbia and was argued by counsel. On consideration thereof, it is ordered and adjudged that the order of the district court appealed from in this cause be affirmed in accordance with the opinion of the court herein this date. Uh, Translation of that, that the U.S. Court of Appeals considered Trump's claim of presidential immunity from prosecution for his actions in office and have said, uh, no, 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 we're going to rule with the other court here. We are going uh, to uphold this, that you are not immune. And um, Supreme Court, here we come. Supreme Court, here we come. Now, there there are a couple of things uh, in, in, in here that I think are, are worth noting and, and worth remembering. Uh, number one, even if you were to argue that the president doesn't have immunity from prosecution, prosecution on criminal charges, you still have to go about proving the criminal charge. You have to prove the thing. And that has not happened. The people who go out there and make the claim that Trump did X, Y, and Z, it doesn't matter what they say. That's what they say. What about proving it? What about actual proof of what they did? You want to argue that Trump started an insurrection? Go prove it. That's going to be kind of hard to do when you realize that Trump wasn't there. He wasn't at the Capitol. He was not anywhere near it. And he is on video saying, go home. Now, you might not think it's enough. And for the record, I don't think he acted quickly enough, and I don't think he did enough. I've said that before. You don't have to like Mike Pence. I, it doesn't matter to me if, if you do. The man is not a traitor. The man is not a fraud. He is not a criminal. He doesn't deserve to be in prison. He had no ability to overturn election results. He had no ability to send them back. It's totally ceremonial, just like everything else with the vice presidency. Let's not kid ourselves. Let's not kid ourselves on this. But the idea that the vice president is under threat because people are entering the Capitol and the president isn't moving heaven and earth to make sure that he's safe, sorry, I'm not down with that. And if you think it's, well, got what he deserved, man, you and I have a much different view on liberty, which is to say you don't have a view on liberty. You don't. It's, it's, it's radical what you think. The rules get applied 
even when you don't like what's happening. Now, if you say to me, well, Tony, these people are trying to take over the country and it wasn't a fair election, you will not get me to disagree that there are plenty of issues. You won't. But can I say it's been three and a half years and you haven't done anything to fix anything? The RNC sure as hell hasn't. Wait till they get played again. Well, this was it. We had to go in there and we had to stop this from happening. Well, then, you suck at revolutions. I mean, suck. Your best shot was a guy dressed like a centaur? People like to talk about the Viking helmet. They always forget the pants. Sorry, that's unserious in my view. Unserious, if I'm being asked. Can the president be charged or prosecuted for criminal activity? Well, I, I think it's, it's certainly very, very possible. This, however, is just an appeals court. Saying in the 57-page opinion, quote, we have balanced former President Trump's asserted interest in executive immunity against the vital public interests that favor allowing this prosecution to, to proceed. It continues, and I quote, we conclude that concerns of public policy, especially as illuminated by our history and the structure of our government, compel the rejection of his claim of immunity in this case. I don't know if they're right about that. For the purpose of this criminal case, former President Trump has become citizen Trump with all the defenses of any other criminal defendant. Now you can see where it's and why it would go to the Supreme Court. They continue, but any executive immunity that may have protected him while he served as president no longer protects him against this prosecution. That's, whoa, whoa, whoa. If the action that took place happened while he was president, well, wouldn't that have some bearing in the situation on the situation i mean what what they're saying is it doesn't matter what we say this is my take it doesn't matter what we say you know you're gonna take it to the supreme court anyway so go ahead go ahead and take it to the supreme court best of luck best of luck so the lawyers had uh when they were arguing this to uh, judge tanya chutkin they said that Trump has, quote, absolute immunity from prosecution because the charges relate to official acts performed while he was president. This is the same judge, by the way, that has delayed the trial indefinitely because of the Supreme Court ruling on other things. And and they're, they're waiting for it. Jack Smith wanted to bring it to the Supreme Court. He's the special uh, counsel in this case, a, a shady cat based on the history there. And and so it went to, it went to SCOTUS, and uh, who knows when SCOTUS is going to make this decision. Now we'll have another case that's going to go to SCOTUS. All right, let them decide, and then we can see where it moves forward. What matters here, if you're the Trump supporter, what matters here, and, and by the way, if you're a Trump hater, feel free. I mean, it's weird, but okay. Um, is that this case is not going to be heard on the day before Super Tuesday. And those on the left who wanted the election interference, which all this is, this could have happened two years ago. This is election interference. Uh, they're not going to get their wish. They're not going to get their wish. This is not going to happen before Super Tuesday. It may still screw with the election. Certainly, they're going to try. But this delay, this delay is helpful to Trump in his run for president and it's going to anger the left to no end. And, and for that alone, okay, if the left is angry, I, I sleep fine. 
like a baby, like a baby with a binky and a bottle and a clean diaper. That just got weird. I sleep fine. What's the Supreme Court going to do? Oh, hell if I know. Uh, My advice is get some bourbon because one of the things that is true, decisions on subjects like this are going to have repercussions down the road. You're answering the question of whether or not a president can be held criminally liable. That might apply to other things and, I don't know, might have ramifications we haven't even thought about yet. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. This is Tony Katz Today. I've been trying to determine the fallout of Congresswoman Victoria Sparks getting back in the race in the 5th District in Indiana. That's north of Indianapolis. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find it all at TonyKatz.com. It happens to be my district. I live in the 5th. But but it's, it's more than that. It's about how a politico is looked at and viewed when they engage this kind of, oh, no, I'm out, I'm done, I have to spend time with family, which is what she said. I had two, two high school-age girls, I, I need to spend time with them. To all of a sudden a conversation about how America needs me, things are too perilous, I have to stay. That's, I mean, that's a thing. That is, a, that is an unbelievable shift, and I'm so curious as to how the voter looks at that. One of the things that I cannot stand is when people, uh, like, like for example, in Stick with Indiana, Greg Pence in, in the 6th District, he has decided he's not running for re-election. Okay, he's done three terms, he's not running for re-election. I have heard people yelling, oh, sure, gets his pension, gets what he wants, and gets out. If he stayed for 10 terms, those same people would, would be saying, what, he can't go get a real job? Great, What would just what we need in Congress, another lifer. You know, there's, there's a, a moment where people who are complaining about Congress or their Congress people or politicians, they're just doing something that is rote, R-O-T-E. They don't actually have any feeling towards it. They don't have any intellectualism behind it. They just, they know they're supposed to complain about this thing and it gives them some moment of moral superiority and that's it. It's, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. But with this, with, with uh, Representative Sparts, I wonder if it's different because you don't see this every day. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to run. I have to run. Oh, jeepers. And in the fifth district, You've had a lot of people get into this race, some people with some real ducats. One of the people who got into this race is Max Engling. And Max Engling, maxforindiana.com, he was the director of member services for Speaker McCarthy. He's from Indiana. He's from that district. I think he met his wife at Ball State uh, up there in Muncie. Hello, beautiful Muncie. And so I had him on my morning show this morning, and I wanted to get a feel from him, a guy who's in the race who now has to realize, now has to say to himself, my gosh, now I'm running against the incumbent. Did I ever say anything nice about the incumbent? How does this work? Uh, first thing out of the bat, what what did you do when you heard this news? So I think I was maybe a little bit disappointed that she was getting in after saying that she wasn't going to get in. But honestly, for me, I mean, this is my home. These are the people that I care the most about. And I'm 100% committed to serving the people of the 5th District. I always have been, and, you know, that's not going to change. And so that's why I remain focused at this point, and, and that doesn't change it, Tony. 
your statement reads, Congresswoman Sparks well-documented history of waffling on the issues and re-election campaign leaves Indiana families without a principled voice in Congress. Decisive conservative leadership means standing your ground when it comes to reducing the debt, fighting for Indiana families, and getting America back on track. I'm in this race to win, and the Congresswoman's latest announcement makes me more committed than ever to stay in this race, trust the Lord, and fight for family-first policies. Now, you can argue that there's a waffling on getting into the race when she said that she was out. Are we arguing that she wasn't a conservative in Congress? I think what I'm saying is we need to know what our representative stands for and that we can trust that she's going to do the thing she says, he or she says at any point. And we saw whether it was going back and forth in the speaker fight, any time that that happened at the beginning of the Congress, we saw it even with Jim Jordan. Um, and we've seen it on Ukraine funding and a number of things that I want to know. The person that's representing me, when they say something, that's what they're going to do. So that was just some of the conversation. Uh, you can find all of it over at TonyCats.com. Wherever you get the podcast, you can uh, find uh, that right there, my conversation with Max Engling, candidate for Congress in the 5th District, uh, MaxForIndiana.com. I am curious whether or not this is going to move the needle because what I am even more curious about, I, I, we're not talking about us. You and me are very, very different. No, not not that you and I are very different, although you and I could be very, very different. You and I are different than everybody else. We're into this, like like deep. We talk about these things. We discuss these things. We share these things. When the show is over, you're talking about them with other people. I'm researching other stuff. We come back. We share again. This is, it, 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 we are fascinated by it. We are into it. We are trying to read the tea leaves. We're trying to figure out how many levels deep Something goes, we, we understand that, that lives are at stake, the nation is at stake, liberty is at stake. We get these things. So, so we're like this. The vast majority of the country isn't. And, and you could say uh, with, with, with equal um, assuredness, the same thing is true about Hoosiers. Well, that's not a knock on Hoosiers. It's that not everybody is deep detailed into the politics, deep detailed into what these things mean, into what everybody is saying all the time. So I wonder for a fair amount of people in the 5th District, and it could be true of any district, if a member of Congress was not going to run for re-election, and then all of a sudden you saw the name on the ballot, you'd be like, oh yeah, it's my member of Congress, vote. You wouldn't even be aware that they weren't running. You wouldn't even be aware that they got back into the race. I have to believe that for all of the candidates already in the race, this race just got a billion percent harder. But you could say to me, Tony, the people who vote in a primary, they're the people who are a little more aware, a little more alert, a little more with it. They know the ins and outs. They know what's going on. They know what's happening. And they might look at this and look at what Victoria Sparks is doing here and say, oh, no, that dog won't hunt. We are not going to have any part of this. You say that you got to be with your family. You're not going to run. And then all of a sudden, here you are. All of a sudden, here you are. O-M-G. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, that dog, that dog won't hunt. We are not going to have any part of it. Maybe some people are going to say, wait a second. What in the world happened that she wasn't going to run and now she's back? What, 
What deal got made? No one else was in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. The room where it happened. No one else was in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. The room where it happened. No one really knows how the game is played. The art of the trade, how the sausage gets made. We just assume that it happens. But no one else is in the room where it happens. No. That's a. Uh, that's Hamilton people and i want to say for the record there's really i have absolutely nothing that makes me think there's nothing really nothing that moves me to the idea that somehow there's some shenanigans here it is possible that representative victoria sparks 100 changed her mind change approved she just did it she's like i i wasn't gonna do it but i don't like what i'm seeing my gosh i can't handle this i gotta try to do something about this i'm gonna run again I am going to stick with it. There, not everything is, the, is this level of duplicitousness. Sometimes the answer is exactly what the answer is. She decided. She decided to run. That's all. And there's going to be 9 million questions about why did you decide this? And what about your family that? And it's, dear Lord, who invited the Inquisition? Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. The Inquisition. Let's begin the Inquisition. Look out, Sam. We have a mission to convert the Jews. Although I don't think this has anything to do with Judaism. Uh, Victoria Sparks, not Jewish. I don't know how it's going to move the voter. I, I don't know. Because the, the argument of she waffled, she changed her mind, you can't trust her. I, 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 I heard Max say it. By the way, I, I have met Max before. I think Max is an unbelievably decent dude. That is not an endorsement. That is just a, a full disclosure thing right there. I think, I think that's, that's kind, of, kind of important. Um, I don't know if this helps him at all. As a matter of fact, I don't think it helps him in the slightest. I think it hurts him. I think it hurts. He's already gone up against a guy named Chuck Goodrich, who's got a tremendous amount of money and has been first to the advertising. And there's a bunch of other people in this race and, and some who I've met before who I think are totally decent people. Some I, I, I don't know by name. I think her getting in this race and is the, the, the proclamation that, well, she waffles and, and uh, ho, ho, you can't trust that. I don't, I, I, I am of the belief that that doesn't move the needle at all. That people are much more apt to simply look at, um, at, at Victoria Sparks and say, oh, she changed her mind. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back. That's my take. But I, I what if I'm wrong? I, that's why I'm asking. I want to know where people are with this. I think it's interesting. It's not every day that someone changes their mind. I don't know. Is there something about the Hoosier that that would look at this with with more derision or with more sympathy? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, and I'm, I cannot wait to find out. This is Tony Katz today. 
changes going on at CNN. And I know you're not really a watcher of CNN, and what does it matter? Well, I think it matters greatly when you realize the changes being made are to follow along the lines of MSNBC, which is not just politically left. That would be one thing. We're talking about a bigoted organization and outfit. Any outfit that can still bring you Joy Reid Day after day after day, and her lies about her cursing on air and what it was that she was really saying. I mean, this is this is a despicable group. If I said what Joy Reid says on air, I'd be out of a job. I'd be 100% out of a job. Yet she gets to go on like nothing ever happened. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Find everything going on at TonyKatz.com. Be a subscriber there. Be a part of what we're doing. We'd greatly appreciate the support. Let me let me bring it to you. This was Joy Reid on her show in a hot mic moment. Now, I had to edit out the curse, but I, this is how the clip W- w- was shared. This was Joy Reid. Congressional Republicans love to latch on to President Biden and Democrats' successful policies and take credit for things they didn't do, while tying themselves into pretzels to do nothing for the American people for the sake of Donald Trump. Now, that is a nonsense statement. It's the classic pandering progressive garbage. And what successful Biden policies are you talking about? It doesn't matter. She didn't even have to say it. All she has to do is invoke Trump, right? So this is what's considered the the intellectual heft over at MSNBC. But wait for it. Case in point, fixing what they say is a crisis at the border. With congressional negotiators continuing work on a bipartisan deal to tie border policy changes to funding for Ukraine. Over the weekend, President Biden said he's ready to take action if Congress is serious about solving the border issue. If that bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. And Congress needs to get it done. Starting another war. <laughs> Still trying to kill the deal. He bragged about blocking progress and said, please, please blame him if it fails. Meanwhile, the main Republican negotiator. You've heard enough. So you're saying that Biden is going to start another blanking war. You're blaming everything on Trump. You did this on a hot mic. We heard you. And what I described at the time is is still the case. Everything she said about Biden being wonderful, Biden doing this, Biden being terrific, wanting to be connected to Biden, she doesn't actually believe. She doesn't actually believe it. She says it because she believes her audience wants to hear it, and clearly there's an audience that will gobble that up. But if you want to tell me that Fox News doesn't believe what they say, right, those text messages, they're only saying what they think uh, wants uh, to, they, they, they want to hear, right? What does the audience want to hear? Well, that's exactly what Joy Reid just did. And no one has called her out for it. As a matter of fact, she gets to go on The View and have people support her. 
Now, Joy, I want to ask you, because we, as, as people that wear microphones every day, we can relate to this. But last week, you had a hot mic moment that got some attention. <laughs> Let's just say you used some colorful language. Who doesn't? Not me. Um, I'm a Christian. But, yeah, <laughs> but it, it seems like you were criticizing President Biden for starting another war. I don't think you're alone in concerns of that, but is that true? Like, what was behind this? <laughs> well, I'm going to hit that with a cute no comment. No, but I, what, what I'm going to say is I am a person that... I, I'm a study war no more kind of Christian. I'm a red letter Christian. I don't believe in war, whether it is the governor of Texas literally trying to start another civil war over an issue that his party could solve tomorrow. There's literally a bill that they just yeah. could pass, right? And, and Notice she doesn't answer the question. She decides that she's going to use Christianity as a shield. And if we're going to talk about passing legislation. The House passed a bill 270-some-odd days ago, HB2, that Schumer could have already passed and they could have sent to the president's desk. So this doesn't work. But what kind of thing is this that she brings up Christianity? And do the border security issue. Or whether it's in the Middle East, I was deeply against the Iraq war. I was again, I'm, I'm an anti-war person. And so, you know, I don't want to say that there's any side that is specifically to blame here. But I think the idea, I think for most Americans, we're war weary. I think we're all weary of conflict, yeah. and we would like to see us progress economically, socially, try to bring this country back from the brink of racial hatred. Let's not do war at all. Yeah. Okay. Let's not kill people. First things first, you can't sit next to Sonny Hostin and then tell me about how you're opposed to racial hatred. Secondly, it's not that we're at war, it's that parts of the world are at war with us. Iran is at war with us. Hamas via Iran is at war with Israel. Russia is at war with Ukraine. You want to somehow hold up a hashtag and get people to sing Kumbaya? That's not the way it works. You are not. Um, what's the word? Honest? No, no, you're not honest. Decent? No, you're not. You're not decent. You are not rational. And most importantly, you didn't address the elephant in the room. You aren't a believer in Joe Biden thinking Joe Biden's policies are great and Republicans want to glom on. You oppose Joe Biden's policies, as you've now stated, because you're a Christian. Feel the air quotes. I mean, I guess I don't get to doubt her on that. I just think it's weird that she's utilizing it as a shield in this case from a question that was about her cursing on air and calling Biden a warmonger when she said Biden has the great policies and everybody wants to be attached to them. She's a fraud. She is what she is. And she goes on to The View to get some protection from Sonny Hostin and the rest of the gang. I didn't get to hear whether or not Alyssa Farrah Griffin uh, actually pushed her on anything, but I'm going to guess no. This brings us to CNN, but why? How? CNN changed its morning show. We discussed this yesterday. The then-CEO, Chris Licht, wanted to create a morning show that he thought would be the, the focal point of, of the programming. He has done this before in other places, has a successful career in this, and he decided that he was going to create a morning show out of Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins and, and then Don Lemon. This was going to be the morning show, and the morning show was going to be epic. Well, as we learned, Don Lemon couldn't do it. Don Lemon can't work well with others. Maybe when he does his own show there on, 
on X, maybe it'll work for him. I, I don't know. Um, but he couldn't work with others. I think his work in the evening uh, in terms of his Trump hatred and his work with Chris Cuomo really did harm him, damaged him down to his soul. Uh, and Caitlin Collins and, and, and Poppy Harlow were not, were not that interesting. Now, Poppy Harlow could be, but Caitlin Collins is not. And Caitlin Collins now has her own evening show, and it's awful. She's, it's, it's just, there's nothing there. There would, there, there's, there's no strength, no, no, no vigor. Listen, maybe if I've watched, if I watched it for uh, what would be a year straight, maybe I'd see something, but I can only talk about anecdotally what I've seen and there's nothing there. So then you move John Berman out, you bring in Phil Mattingly and you've had Phil Mattingly and Poppy Harlow. Now they have decided that, uh, they're going to get rid of that morning show. They're going to take Casey Hunt and put her 5 to 7 a.m. And then they'll take Berman and Kate Baldan and Sarah Snyder and bring them to 7 a.m. They're changing up the whole morning. Okay. The morning show idea didn't work. I said at the time it was a stopgap. There was no way for it to work. It didn't work. That's not the story. And I did not know this until I saw one of the trades, one of the radio trades, which I look at from time to time. And when I say time to time, I mean every day. I take a look at just what's going on. I saw that someone was talking about Jim Acosta on CNN. I'm like, whoa, what is, what is this? Acosta does weekends, and Acosta is ridiculous. And, and, and Jim Acosta made his bones by going after uh, Trump 24-7, and it was embarrassing. It, w- it was pathetic to watch a reporter, so-called, try and make himself the story. And then I learned that Jim Acosta is moving from weekends to weekdays. That Jim Acosta will now be the anchor at 10 a.m. So in this whole switch and move around to the morning show, they give Jim Acosta not a weekend, but five days a week. That is a vote of confidence. That is trying to build somebody up. That is a clear indication that CNN is moving in a direction. And that direction is more like MSNBC. Do you think Jim Acosta for a second, based on his prior history, will worry about whether or not he is decent or actually engaged in the facts? Or will it be a la Jen Psaki at MSNBC, a la Joy Reid at MSNBC, narrative all the time? Narrative today, narrative tomorrow, narrative forever. See what I did there? That usually upsets people, but there's a purpose for that. And it is not to upset them, but to make them aware. This is a problem. This is massive. And I bring this up because when you say to me, yeah, but I don't watch CNN, it doesn't matter. People do. Tony, the audiences are so small. Let me try and work this out with you. Uh, this, this goes back a couple of years ago. Talking about something called the long tail. Do you know what the long tail is? So if you were to look at an XY uh, graph, right? And, and uh, the right, so, so the X is up and down and the Y is, is left and right. Isn't that, isn't that how an XY graph works? Yeah, the, the, the X is, is, is up and down. No, no the, no, the X is left and right and the Y is up and down. Sorry. The, the X is horizontal, the Y is vertical. XY graph, okay? The long tail says when you start, start at, at, a, at a point of 10 on, on the Y. 
So very high up. And then bring it down and extend it out along the X uh, line all the way, as far as you can go. So you'll start at the top of the Y and then it'll come down to almost the bottom of the Y and it won't yet hit the X, but it'll just extend out for forever. That is referred to as the long tail. This is a conversation uh, regarding Amazon because what people learned with Amazon is that when they sold, when it was really just books back in the day, they sold more books that just sold one or two copies than the book that sold the most copies. So if you take a look at that XY and you take a look at that spot on the Y, right, high up, well, that was the top selling book. But if you take a look at all of the books on the X that sold one copy, two copy, very minute copies, add that all together and it sold more than the top selling book. That is news consumption in America. The, the, the uh, spot high up on the Y, on, on, the, on, on, the, on the right, on the, on the vertical part, that is Fox News. Right? Oh, always leading in the ratings, this, that, and the other. The long tail is all of this progressive media. ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Los Angeles Times. Uh, go down the list. Newspapers and videos and social media and the rest. That has a much greater impact and had cultural things in there. Don't get me wrong. Here I am on talk radio. I'm one of the people on the political right. Talk radio is dominated by people on the political right. But look at all the video that is out there culturally and everything else. It is clearly the left. Look at the major media. Look at Hollywood. Look at all these things. It is clearly the left. It is massive, which is why we've been talking about culture wars for years because they actually do matter. So a move like this is not just relegated to CNN's dismal ratings. They think this is a way out of dismal ratings and the way out of dismal ratings is to go further to the left, not to engage in rationality, not to engage in debate, but to super serve an audience that is foaming at the mouth. Damn. That is not what, not what I wanted. By the way, I can already feel the emails coming in and it's how I've described the XY graph. Can you, could you please just cut me some slack just for a moment? Thank you. The move of Acosta tells a story. And that story is awful that story is a problem a very very large problem that the answer is not bring about a rational conversation that the answer is not let us discuss the issues the answer is engage in ideology 24 7 365 and destroy the enemy by any and every means necessary because the ends justify the means. And they see you as the enemy. That's what it says. CNN had an opportunity and they decided, 
Nah. It's like China. China never decided they should be more westward looking. Anything goes wrong in the world, their answer is more communism. And that's the way CNN clearly looks at it, except, you know, not more communism. More joy read. And that's a problem for all of us. This is Tony Katz today. Are you a, a, a yes or a no on, on the immigration uh, bill? The bill that's been presented today, uh, I, I think, will fail on Wednesday. Uh, I'm certainly a no. What I want to see is a bill that actually provides border security. You know, it's remarkable that in 2021, the Democrats said, there's no problem at our southern border. In 2022, there's no crisis. 2023, there's no crisis. Suddenly in 2024, they put forward this bill saying there's a crisis, and the Republicans don't vote for this bill. It's the Republicans' fault. That's Senator Bill Haggerty, who is, I think, doing a good job of explaining it. He's from Tennessee. A no vote. And there's just so many no votes. And as we have discussed and broken it down, they have an argument. And it is not, well, they don't actually believe in border security. That's political garbage. There are people who support this legislation. Border Patrol, the union, supports it because they believe it's the start of something. And I get their point because it would indeed be the start of something. It would be better, arguably, than what they're doing now. That doesn't mean that's what you do because it has problems including the numbers of people they'll allow across, including where the power really resides, and what if the, the Homeland Security Secretary just wants to start granting amnesty like it's his or her job? There are real issues here, and the people who won't address them, not serious people. Find everything at TonyKatz.com tomorrow, everyone. Take care.